0: All right, welcome to the first official edition of the Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric EricTalkStros. You can find the podcast at Locked On Astros. And we will be doing a daily podcast at part of the Locked On Podcast Network. So today is Thursday. Uh, It's about 10.30 p.m. So I decided to do a quick little... uh, Locked On Astros podcast just to kind of um, get some stuff out there before I go camping with my son this weekend and our official launch for the MLB Network will be on Monday. So I'm looking forward to that and this will be a daily podcast Monday through Friday. So in my trailer the other day, we talked about Alex Bregman and Ryan Presley's extensions. They were both great. Uh, Ryan Presley's was more of a surprise to me, but the Astros value what he can do. So I wasn't surprised that they gave him a two-year, $17.5 million extension. They also went ahead and gave him an option, a vesting option for 2022. So that's good. You can have one of our best relievers under control for three more years. So props to the Astros for getting that done. Also, Bregman, his contract was a little bit more complex than Ryan Presley's. He has a whole bunch of escalators. We'll talk about that in a second. But his contract, his extension is technically $100 million. He gets $10 million signing bonus. He gets $11 million in 2020, 2020, 2021, and 2022. In 2023 and 2024, that's going to be hard to say, all these stupid 20s. But anyway, he's going to get $28.5 million in those years. So I'm guessing that they wanted to try to keep him on the cheap during his arbitration years, but then really reward him for his first two years of free agency. So props to the Astros for getting this done. And we may remember that Bregman kind of was a little disappointed when the Astros only offered him the league minimum. And also we saw Blake Snail with the Tampa Bay Rays. He kind of made some comments about uh, what the Rays renewed his contract at, and then he gets extension. So you have to wonder if this was already kind of in the works. But or did Bregman's comments really make the Astros think, oh, we better lock this guy up. But then you have to also look at what's been going around. You, you have you have Mike Trout getting the extension and you Ar- are Aronado. I couldn't think of his name for a second, but Aronado with the Rockies. He got that extension. So what we're seeing right now is a change of thinking. Players don't want to really become free agent because the free agent market is sl- so slow. Ask Dallas Keiko about that. But the the teams want to lock these guys up because they know down the road these guys will be a lot more expensive. For example, Alex Bregman at $28.5 million for 2023 and twenty four that could be a bargain. But also let's say let's say that these are the escalates for Bregman let's say if he wins the mvp b- between 2021 and 2023 he gets 1.5 million in 23 or 24 he gets 750,000 for fi- uh, finishing second in the mvp in any year and 500k for each year he finishes third i think the astros see the writing on the wall and they said this guy could be MVP candidate he could be a somebody like not quite Mike Trout but just somebody that teams could have a lot of interest in off throwing a lot of money at because he plays third base he's a good media savvy guy so uh, we'll have to see if he can be MVP I know uh, Brian McTaggart wrote an article about it I haven't as we can we saw last year he's He's very capable of actually becoming MVP, but that's really hard to do with uh, Mike Trout. Then you have Mookie Betts, Aaron Judge. Well, he. What about uh, Giancarlo Stanton? There's just a lot of names out there. So, Bregman. And don't forget about Jose Altuve and Carlos Correa. He had back injuries that that limited him last year. So. What if they don't limit him this year? So that's something we have to keep in consideration. So uh, before we go on to some more extension talk, I want to talk about pitching talk. So Josh James, we don't really know what his role is right now. I know uh, it depends on who wins the fifth starter between Brad Peacock and Framer Valdez. But Josh James, could he be a long reliever? Uh, something like Colin McHugh's role last year. So the reason why I think they'll do that is to keep him stretched out in case he needs to go back into the rotation. But this guy has plus stuff. He can throw in the upper nineties. I was reading MLB Pipeline earlier. He has a seventy rank on his fastball, and that's one of that. I think that's one of the highest ranks you can get based on that. So this guy could be. Dominant as a reliever. But he could also be just as good as a starter. So uh, his quad injury uh, kind of limited him this uh, spring training so far. But he could still maybe stretch himself out to maybe being a three-inning reliever if needed. So we'll have to see what happens between uh, the end of spring training, which is coming up pretty soon. Hey, we got opening day baseball in Tampa on the 28th. That's seven days away. Can you believe it? And uh, the Astros already trailed the Mariners by one game in the AL West because the Mariners went ahead and swept the uh, Japan series. And by the way, congrats, Ichiro. I know you didn't go out like you wanted to. At least it was in your third at bat, where you struck out looking, and the umpire umpire has to know the situation. I know these are real baseball games and everything, but this is a legend. Not just a legend in MLB, but a legend in Japan, and he has X amount of hits, and he's probably going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Don't call him strike three when he's trying to get his... he, He said he's just signing for these two games, and then he's going to retire. So um, props to Mariners for doing that because they, he was their original his that original team that Ichiro played for. Um, I really enjoyed. I, I'm glad school was canceled today, so I was able to watch that. It was a very heartwarming moment, especially when uh, Kikuchi. I don't know if I said the name right, but. Ichiro was his legend when he was, uh, was his idol when he was growing up. And just imagine like my idol, I would say was Jeff Bagwell or Craig Biggio, but mostly Bagwell. But just imagine being there on the field when Jeff Bagwell retired and everybody, it's just, it's awesome feeling. So congrats to Ichiro. Um, I hope you don't regret retiring, but you are. 46 years old, so the A's are now 0-2, and the Mariners are now 2-0. The Mariners' offense looks pretty good. They have a deep lineup. Mitch Haneker looks like he's going to become a star if he's not already a star. Uh, one of the weaker hitters in the lineup is Encarnacion, and he could come back and bounce back, so... That Mariners lineup is nothing right off because that team's going to be really, really good. The A's, they have a couple of good um, hitters. Loriano, I know I was really high with him when he was with the Astros and I was really high with him last year when he made his debut and he just looked overmatched in those two games. I know he got a hit finally but he was just striking out. He just was swinging off pitches. He, he was even close and but hopefully he finds, finds his way. But then again, the A's kind of are, are our main competition, I think. Uh, they're, they're pitching maybe better than the Mariners, but we'll have to see what happens down the road. So let's get back to the Astros. Brad Peacock and of Valdez. Who's going to be the fifth starter? Well, uh, we were talking about this, me and Brandon, on Talking Strohs on Sunday, and he said, frankly, Eric, who do you feel more comfortable with coming out of the bullpen? And I said, probably Brad Peacock, because Peacock has uh, better control. He seems to be, he has more experience, and he's done it before. Valdez, he's a starter, and the problem with him is he's, he's kind of wild at times. And so far this spring, let's look at their stats. Peacock, he's 2-0 and with a 1.50 ERA with one walk and 10 strikeouts. Uh, Valdez is 2-0 with a 4.05 ERA with five walks and seven seven strikeouts. But that five walks is alarming, and that was one of the knocks on Valdez is his control. If you're going to put him in a the bullpen, then you can't bring him in with the bases loaded because he may walk the first person. So the, I know A.J. Hinch said that Brad Peacock is the leading candidate for... The rotation at this moment I, I just think Valdez will be better as a starter Peacock will be better in the bullpen but Peacock has been there and he's done that he's shown that he can he can basically go back and forth and so something I was thinking about is why don't we do them like the tandem system like they do in the minor leaguers have Brad Peacock start one game he goes for five innings and then you have Valdez come in and finish those uh, the other four innings. Then the next game, you can have Valdez start and have him go five innings, so to speak, and then Peacock uh, can come finish the game. That's just something I thought about, but Valdez is going to be kind of a liability coming out of the bullpen, but who knows? Maybe going to the bullpen will help him. So we're going to go ahead and take a short break. You're listening to... Locked On Astros, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can get Locked On Astros on the brand new podcasting app, Himalaya, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcasts, Locked On Astros. You're listening to Locked On Astros with Eric, and we'll be back after a break. Alrighty, we are back. You're listening to Locked on Astros with Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talk Strohs. You can find the show at Locked on Astros. I want to focus on, I want to go back to the extension topic. And I know that uh, Brian T. Smith uh, wrote an article today about who could be possibly the next extension candidates and he listed four names and I wanted to kind of discuss those because honestly one of those names kind of stands out to me as somebody who's the most important to lock up so I I think I mentioned it a little bit on my trailer but let's go and talk about it a little bit more Carlos Correa is not seeking extension at this time his uh, his agent has not reached out to the Astros and the Astros have not really reached out to him I think part of the reason was there. They're unsure of his status right now. I'm sure the Astros could try to lowball him and say, well, you weren't that good last year, so we're, we'll extend you, but you're going. we're only going to extend you by so much. So, um, and Correa doesn't want to sell himself short, so I don't think that he's going to do that either. So um, Correa is not seeking extension at this time, but he is 24 now. And he'll be 27 when he's a free agent in 2021. Part of the Texas Sports Review Network has a writing site. And Larry, the GM, uh, that's what we call him uh, based off of his his interaction with me on Talking Strokes. But he wrote an article about the possible extensions. And he, didn't, he said that the Astros probably couldn't afford all of them. But I wanted to kind of talk to you all about the actual extensions that he suggested. So after 2020 season, he said to offer Correa a seven-year $175 million extension. That's $25 million a year. So that's assuming he bounces back and he has a great season in uh, 2019 and 2020. The Astros feel comfortable about it, but I'm not sure if that's going to do it for Korea, especially if he bounces back. So, but Korea does play a premium position at shortstop, and so who knows? But uh, I think 2019 will be a big year to show what Korea's value is. I know Bryce Harper didn't have the best year in 2018, and maybe that might have uh, lost him maybe $10 million along his entire deal, but. Uh, Correa is probably just going to wait until he hits free agency, and he may extend, get extended, but it's too soon to tell. Springer would be the soonest one. He's under one more year of control in 2019 of uh, $12 million. and then he had, in 2020, he's arbitration eligible. So, the problem is, is when he's a free agent, he's going to be 31 years old that's the problem with uh being a college player who the um uh, your major league baseball team the astros keep you in the minor league so long you you don't get to hit free agency as young as some of the players like bryce harper who's drafted out of high school and just and just went to town mike trout as well um and so um i guess you could say carlos Gray as well um so Springer said he was open to anything. So, but how much how much interest would the Astros have? If you think about it, they have Kyle Tucker, they have Miles Straw, they have Jordan Alvarez, they have... I know we're not going to have any outfielders technically after the 2020 season, but I think there's enough young talent in the minor leagues that they don't really need to go out and spend a lot... On George Springer, but he is the heart of this team. He is the leadoff hitter, and it would be kind of hard to lose him. So, this is what Larry the GM suggested, and I want you to tell me, you can tweet at Eric Talk Stroh's and tell me what your opinion of all these contracts are. So, uh, he suggested five years at $100 million. So, doing the math, that's $20 million per year. So, would that be enough to Keep Springer in Houston. I know he likes Houston. Uh, He does his little bowling tournament uh, for say, and uh, he's he's been part of the. He was kind of the first uh, shining light at the end of the tunnel during the whole process. Everybody was waiting for Springer to come up, and you have Springer Dinger and everything. But I think you can replace somebody like Springer. So I hate to say this, but there's gonna be a team out there the Red Sox, who will probably overpay to get him over there. And I'm pretty sure Springer wouldn't mind go back home and play for the Red Sox. So those are the hitters who are extension candidates. And I don't think, like, uh, Springer's under, they may try to work out something with Springer to maybe buy out his last year of arbitration and then maybe one of his free agent years just to keep the core together for a few more years. But um, I I don't know if that's going to be enough for Springer. I think he's going to want to test free agent market, so we'll have to see about that. All right, so let's talk about the Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole. I know that Justin Verlander is currently 36, and he'll be 37 by the time he hits free agency. But Justin Verlander validates this pitching rotation. Last year he was 16 and 9 with a 2.52 ERA. He had 290 strikeouts in 214 innings. Last year he made 28 million. The Tigers were paying 8 million of that. So, what uh, Larry the GM suggested was extending him for 2 years at $64 million. So that's about 32 million for 2 years. Do you think that'll be enough for Justin Verlander's to in Houston? That would be giving him a $4 million raise. That would be keeping him an Astro until he is, what would that be, 39. So then I know he said that he wants to pitch until he's 44 or 45. The Astros then could say, okay, well, let's go year to year from this point to see how you're doing. Because at a certain point, you're not going to want to give him a long-term deal. But then let's talk about Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole is 28, and he'll be 29 when he hits free agency. He's still in the prime of his career. He's developed something that he didn't have with Pittsburgh. His value will be very high. There will be teams out there that will overpay to get him. Uh, last year, he was 15-5 and five with the 2.88 ERA. He had 276 strikeouts and 201 third innings. This year, he'll be making $13.5 what Larry the GM suggested was a six-year deal for 144 million. I know six years, kind of. That's a little bit too high in terms of Astros' point of view. They don't really like giving out that long-term deal. But Garrett Cole is a workhorse. Um, now that he's learned how to pitch, he's pretty dependable, and the Astros may do that. But then again, uh, Justin Verlander just brings this oomph to the rotation and he's just he's just like i said he validates this rotation it doesn't matter if it's Justin verlander and the Pips you have Justin verlander he is one of those old school aces so i think that what the Astros would probably do i don't know when they'll do it maybe they'll do it um this year or during i don't know if they'll even Talk contract during the season, so, but I think they extend him for two to three years. I'm a disagree with Larry here. I think that they'll extend him. He's still he's still shown that he can pitch at an advanced age, so to speak. Sorry to say that, Justin, but um so why don't we hold on to him until he's 40, and then from there, if he wants to stay with the Astros, if he's still pitching well enough, that's fine. But he shows no signs of slowing down. He's a great athlete. He, he knows how to pitch. And I, I just think that he it makes sense for the Astros to lock him into this rotation. Because as of right now, Wayne Miley is gone after the season. You have Colin McHugh gone after the season. You have Justin Verlander gone after the season. You have Garrett Cole gone after the season. The Astros don't like this and they're going to want to go out there and make a move and try to upgrade the rotation for next year. Cuz right now it'll be Lance McCullers, Forrest Whitley, um uh, from maybe Josh James, maybe Corbin Martin and that that's the thing is we have a lot of depth in the in the minor leagues, but you don't want to you still want to have those horses, those aces like Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole. So I don't know if they can afford both. I would like to say that they can afford both. I don't think Garrett Cole would be interested in extension. I think he's gonna to want to test free agency. And if that's the case, I don't know if the Astros can can really top any offer. So of these four people, I believe that Verlander is the most likely to get extended. If not for three years, maybe like Larry suggested, two years. I think $32 maybe may be about right. Maybe with some deferred money or something, or maybe $31 million, but we'll have to see. But this is his best chance to win another World Series, and I think he likes it in Houston. He likes um, kind of mentoring the... Remember to get this show every day. Subscribe to Lock on Astros on the new... Himalaya podcast app. And in every expanding podcast world, you need Himalaya with your personally curated playlist and new features every day. Download Himalaya at your app store and subscribe to Lock on Astros. I'm going to go ahead and go camping this weekend. Uh, I hope nothing gets really decided over the weekend, like who the fifth starter is. And once again, my name is Eric Heisman. I'll be doing this Lock on Astros podcast. I'll be mostly broadcasting after every game. We'll be talking about what went right, what didn't go so good, and who can help in minor leagues and all that. So um, thanks for listening. And remember, you can subscribe to the show on the new Himalaya Podcast app as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Podcasts, Lock on Astros. So until next time, this is Eric Heisman signing off Locked on Astros.